You are listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose, the food business talk show that shares with you the reality of what's happening in the food and hospitality industry. I am on a mission to help as many people as possible grow and build successful food businesses. Each week on this podcast, you'll get useful information, top tips, as well as what's really happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. Let's get on to today's show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day you are tuning in to today's podcast. I am Naomi Rose and I am the host of Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets. It's really great to have you listening along and thank you for all your lovely comments about this podcast. I really enjoy hearing about what you're finding useful as well as what you're finding not useful because I want to make sure this podcast is helpful for your baking business, whether that's a cafe, a cottage bakery, a home bakery, whatever that might be. I am here to help you because I believe it's better to learn from other people. If you've got a baking business or you've got a cafe and you want to be on this podcast and share your experience because it's great learning from other people, drop me an email. It's naomi at bakingboss.net. I'm hopefully going to be getting some guests on in the next few months. So that could be you. And I love chatting to people and finding out more about business and we can all learn together and support each other. So it will be great to have you on the show. Today's episode. For today's episode, episode number 20, I am going to be talking about how to prep like a boss in your baking business. Sometimes it's really easy to forget that we are the boss of our baking business if there's only one of us in the business or whether there's 20 in the business. It's really hard sometimes to focus our attention on what is going to be the best use of our time as ultimately the leader, the person that's going to drive the business forward at the top. Often there are so many tasks to do in a baking business. One day you could be working on some form of strategy. The next day you could actually be getting your hands in the dough or making a cake and actually doing the actual making. And this is why it's really important to get prepared, get yourself organised and work out what you can do that will make sure you keep bringing in those sales to your business because without those sales, your business isn't going to work. This is what I'm going to talk about today. And I know from my own experience, I always think I've got more time than I actually have. I am always over ambitious of what I can achieve. I think I can do something in five minutes and actually takes about 30. I am, this is also a podcast for my own benefit. And these are some of the things I have tried to implement into my business to make sure that I am much more realistic with my goals as well as what my role is and what's the best use of my time. If you've got a team of people, sometimes it's really easy to get sucked into whatever it is they're doing and something maybe you could have a member of staff that comes to you says, oh, this is really urgent, you need to deal with this. Actually, that's urgent to them, but it might not be what's your most important task and priority at that moment. So you be really clear on what it is that you're trying to achieve. And it's the same with customers. Sometimes they can keep contacting you over and over again. But actually, if you're really clear about when you're going to respond to customers, because you don't have to always respond to them immediately. It's one thing we get caught up on is thinking we must respond. They've just asked us a question. We must get back to them whatever time of day and night it is. That's never going to be sustainable in your business. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is how to plan ahead and prioritise your tasks. And when I talk about planning ahead, if you go from a much more sort of top level of your business of that kind of more strategic thinking, you need to be thinking about where you want to be in one year's time, two years time, three years time, and almost work backwards from there. If you've got a really clear idea of where you see your business going in that time, you can then work out what's going to 
being necessary for you to do today. This is about really forward thinking and being really clear on what your vision is for your business. When you've got that and you know where you're heading to, it means that every daily task and every weekly or monthly task, whatever that might be, can be really clearly mapped out. And then you can track to see whether they're actually being successful. So you could have a goal of, I'm going to be doing these markets in this week, or my aim for October is to increase our sales by X amount. But if you don't have a really clear idea of what that is, you're not going to achieve it. So this is why it's really important to have a real clear idea of where your business is going and then break it down quarter by quarter, then month by month and week by week. And then you can start to see what you need to do in that time. If you think, well, I know that December is going to be a busy month, but I know that January might be quieter because everybody's then not eating cake because they're all on their January diets. Can I do some downtime in January, but really maximise my sales in December? And I can be aware and prepared for that. And that will make your life a lot easier because you're expecting it. If you've been in business for a while, look at those sales reports, look at the patterns of business and how they have changed. And if you think, well, this particular month hasn't been good for the last couple of years, what can we do to turn it around? You can then plan that in. But that is using your time really smartly and prioritising the tasks that are important to your business because it is about making sales. If you don't have the sales, then it's really difficult to keep your business sustainable. So this is what you're looking to do. Think about where you want to see your business in one, two, three years time and then work it backwards. And then you can work out what the most important tasks are you for you to do on a daily basis. When it comes to sort of working out your daily schedule, I'm talking about maximising your time. So it's about really thinking you as the boss, what is the best use of your time? How are you going to make the time you've got and be really clear on what time you have? If you've got children, family, commitments, but yet you're taking on more orders than you have enough time for, you're going to compromise on your own health and your own sleep, which is never going to work sustainably for your business. So be really clear on what time and capacity you do have. And if you need more capacity, could you outsource some stuff? Say, for instance, you're currently the only person in your business, but you're doing all the social media, you're sending out emails, and then you're actually making all your cake orders, and it's all getting too much. Is that the best use of your time? Your skill is to make those cakes. So can you outsource some of that social media to someone? It might seem like a cost, but actually how much time and energy is that costing you and your business? This is about thinking smartly and using resources where people already have those expertise. I did it in my, I've done it in all my businesses. I outsource stuff that even though I think, well, I can do that and I have the capacity to do that. Actually, it'll be much easier if I give it to someone else to do because they can concentrate on it for me. I have a really clear budget of how much I can spend with it. And I do that with my PR now. I work with someone who does that for me and it's really, really helpful. Without them, I wouldn't have the time and capacity to concentrate on that. The other thing to think about is time blocking. I've done a lot of time blocking and It's about being clear on what your daily tasks are. So on one particular day, you've got five, six different orders to do. You've also then got Facebook messages to respond to. You've got to put a social media post out and you've got an email to write. Actually look over the next month or so and think, can I pre-write some of these emails? 
if I know if you've been planning ahead, if you've been planning your seasons, if you've been planning what products you're going to be selling, or if you make wedding cakes, for instance, maybe you're fully booked or you're thinking, well, I've got quite a month, so I might want to put an offer out. Pre-write those emails. If you're already in the headspace of writing emails, set yourself time on one particular day a month to write all your emails for a week. Or the same with your social media. Time block that time out. Think, well, actually, I'm going to use this morning to write social media posts and I'm going to do that once a month. There are some tasks that you are going to have to do on a daily basis. It could be writing back to customers responding to queries. Set yourself a time of when you're going to do that. And you can always put an auto response on your emails, on your Facebook inbox, on your Instagram inbox to say, thank you for your inquiry. I'll respond to you within 48 hours. By time blocking, you're being really specific about what you're going to do in that time. You'll be much more productive because you've already in the zone of answering people or you're already in the zone of writing emails or making a big batch order. And that way you can use your time wisely and it'll be far less exhausting than trying to juggle every single task on every single day, make your life a lot harder for yourself. And it could be the same with actually preparing cakes or preparing your breads or your doughs. It could be that if you've got, you know, you've got a week where a lot of scones have gone to, got to go out at, towards the end of the week, I could actually make a huge mix on one day so it's all ready to go and it can be in the fridge because you can pre-make scone mix. Or it could be that, you know, you've got to do sourdoughs on a particular day, but they're actually really good in the free in the fridge for two or three days. So I'll make one big batch so I don't have to do them the next day. Again, it's about seeing what you can do to really maximise the time you do have rather than trying to do everything on every single day because you'll end up frazzled. You will get tired of your business and it really doesn't help you if you're feeling that way about it and struggling to keep on top of everything. So write down all of those tasks that you do on a daily basis. Look at what time you've got and actually block out time. It was something I did as a child, remembering when I was coming up to exams. I used to set revision timetables. I don't know if any of you have kids now that do that. But you kind of go, well, I'm going to revise history for two hours, which I never did because I wasn't a big fan of history. But I sat in my room, pretended to read the books for two hours. <laughs> so, um, But again, in your business, if you kind of go, right, well, I know between five and six every day, I am going to respond to customer questions. That is when I actually talk to people. I know on the first of every month, I am going to write all my emails really be prepared by blocking out those times. So write down all of those tasks that you need to do and then work out actually also what tasks you don't need to do. Sometimes you feel like you've got to do everything. If you haven't got time to do everything, work out what's going to be the most effective for your business. If you're trying to do everything and you've not got enough time, you won't do everything really well. It's better to do one thing really, really well than try and do lots of things. And if you think it's a real benefit, look to outsource it. The other thing to think about is your kitchen and your workspace. Where are you working? A really good example of this was when I first opened the cafe bar. We had designed the kitchen in the best way we thought possible. We had two doors that went into it. We had the sink at one end and sort of the work surfaces almost around it. So we tried to create a really useful workflow. Actually, what we found was that extra door was taking up space that we needed to run service. It meant that where the sink was, which was at the far end of the kitchen, all of the front of house staff, when they cleared tables, 
we'd come through the kitchen, get in the way of service. And we just, it was a really bad workflow. It was actually costing us time because we were having to dodge around and try and put things everywhere. So we completely rearranged it. And we rearranged where our store was because we found that we were actually running backs and forwards for getting day-to-day ingredients. So we actually looked at how we were working. Where are things that we use most often? Where are they best positioned? How can we make save that time in service? Because when you've got customers waiting for you, particularly if you've got like a a menu where we had a brunch and afternoon tea and lunch menu, people are wanting their food quite quickly or in a timely fashion. If your kitchen is set up to make your job harder, then it's going to take longer. And that's not great use of your time. So have a look at how you're working, how things are stored. What can you do to organise your workspace, your fridge, your how you get to everything? Can you make small adjustments that just saves you having to maybe walk a few extra steps? If you think, well, it's not that far to walk. But think if you're doing that day in, day out, how much time that's taking you and energy. You know, this, you, you're on your feet all day. You've got to conserve your energy. It's precious. So look at how you are working. Is it set up? in the best way for your business. And again, with the cafe, it was the same thing. We had to rearrange the front of house team a little bit. And particularly when it came to having a cocktail bar, we had originally got just the back bar and lots of different tubs of ice and lemons and limes. And we realised this was actually making it, making all our jobs harder and taking longer. So we put in an actual bar that had Basically, what we did was our front of house unit changed to a cocktail bar in the evening. So it had all of the things that we needed to make life easier. So we had things that literally you could stand at the bar, you could grab a lemon, grab a lime without having to keep walking backwards and forwards to get the right things that we needed, right alcohol, like vodka went into pretty much everything. So we had all the essential alcohols within hands reach. So we could almost start making the cocktail as we were talking to the customer, unlike before where we had to keep walking backwards to get them. And we'd then, because there was two or three people that used to work the bar on an evening, we'd trip over each other. So we'd get in each other's way, which again, isn't the best workflow and it makes life a lot harder. Think about how you are actually physically moving around your space and what can you do to make it easy for you. My next point is about prepping in bulk. So I've touched on this a little bit already, but if you are, say, three or four cakes that have got to come out the door in the weekend, or you know that you've got big batch of cinnamon buns that you do every weekend, what can you do to get ahead of time? So if you're making one cake, can you make a double mix so you've got two cakes done? Or can you make all of that buttercream in one go because you know that's going to last in the fridge? What has got the longevity? Can you make the cakes in advance and freeze them? Or cinnamon rolls, can you make them in advance and freeze them? I used to do that with ours. So we make a big batch, put them in the freezer, and then we wouldn't have to prep them for a couple of weeks. So while we're already making the mix, we just made a bit extra and it saved time. And it's just really taking everything you've got in your business and thinking, how can I make my life as easy as possible to minimise my time but maximise my sales? One of the other areas that to think about in your business is packaging. When we had the bakery, we wanted to do really lovely tied strings with labels and a nice bit of paper and package them up beautifully. 
what we realised was how long it took to package things. Do not underestimate the power of how long it takes to package up your products. It takes surprisingly longer than you think. And if you've got a cake business or you've got a wedding cake business and you deliver these cakes to people, think about how long that's going to take you because these are all costs in your business. So if you're making some really lovely packaging, it might be really beautiful and it might look really elegant and you think, oh, everybody's going to love it. Are they going to miss it if you've got it? If it's saving you time in your business, but it's costing you money, think about what's the best use of your time. So really look at all of those different areas and think, how long does this take me? Put a stopwatch on. Most people have like a stopwatch on their phones. Just when you're doing a task, just put it on and see how long it's taking you. And then think about, well, actually, is this a good use of my time or what can I do to make it easier for myself? My last point is about considering your storage. So I've talked a little bit about this already when it comes to organising your workspace, but where everything is stored. So look at where all your essential ingredients are that you need on your daily basis. So it could be that you've got a really simple setup and you don't need many, particularly if you're doing breads and things. Sometimes it is very minimal. If you're doing cakes and things like that, you probably need a few more because you might involve needing fondant icings and piping tools and all of these little bits of equipment that you might need. But look at what you need essentially and what's an easy reach of the kitchen space. What do you not need in your immediately? What do you not need every day? So if there's another place you can store stuff that is out of the way, that's going to help you move around your kitchen better, move them out of the way. You don't need them in there every day. Or we used to have like a store for bulk stuff downstairs, but we used to have then tubs of much smaller amounts in our kitchen. So it's easy reach, easy grab. And we used to refill them at the end of every day. So one of the rules I always had was always refill. So do not leave the kitchen as you would expect to find it the next day. So you want your kitchen ready to go. So if you've done it at the end of the day, you know you don't have to worry about it the next day. So it's all about being prepared and getting ahead. So you can come in in the morning and just crack on and that will make your life a lot easier. So there are some of my tips of how you can stay organised. So really think about what is your vision for your business and how you want to get there and then break it down into those daily tasks. Really think about how you can maximise your time. You are the boss of your business. So if you don't need to do the washing up, find someone that can because don't waste your time in the things because you are much more capable of doing other things. And actually, that is not the best use of your time. Make sure your space is organised, look at your storage, think about how long packaging takes and prepare in bulk wherever possible and really make sure you're realistic of what your time is because without you, your business doesn't exist. So making sure you get the rest you need and being realistic on what you can achieve will really, really help you and set your business up for success in the long run. That's today's episode number 20 on how to prep like a boss in your baking business. I hope it's been useful for you. But if you've got any suggestions on what you'd like to hear on these podcasts, do let me know. And don't forget, I'm currently got a few gaps open for working with people on a one to one basis. So if you want a bit of help with planning your business strategy or if you've got an idea of a baking business and want to get it going, I am here to help you because I really passionate about making sure everybody succeeds with their baking business because the world all needs more cake it needs more bread and it needs more independent businesses so if you want to hand with that drop me an email and i'd love to hear from you i hope you have a great day and i'll look forward to seeing you again on the next episode and remember happy baking
Thank you for listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please do give it a review. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. If you want to get some useful resources, then do visit my website, bakingboss.net. And give me a follow on social media at Naomi Rose Baking Boss and I am Baking Boss. We'll see you on the next episode.